Emily Jackson, for those who are not able to kill themselves, or for those who choose not to travel to Switzerland or are unable to do so, you would say such people should be entitled as of right to be assisted in ending their lives. Is this the introduction of something which its critics might call human culling? I think that I wouldn't quite put it like that, Connor. Um, I don't think that people should have uh, a right to have their lives ended in the UK. I think that would be um, going much too far. I think that people do, who are in the position you described, do have a compelling interest in our taking their claim very seriously to have um, what they request, be it assisted suicide in the UK or euthanasia, mm -hmm. uh, considered. Uh, I don't think that gives them a right. I think there would need to be extraordinarily compelling circumstances right. for that to be legitimate. But there's a risk, isn't there, that these people, often they'll be old people, often they'll be fairly fragile, often they'll be almost guilty about being alive, you know, perhaps in a big house with family around them, the whiff of the relative in the background and the will. Is there not, and it's often a lampooned argument, but is there not a kind of slippery slope argument here? Allow it in the exceptional kind of place, and before you know it, it's regular and routine. I think that is an important concern, um, that uh, you would have to, if you were going to attempt to legalise any kind of assisted dying, try to build in a huge number of safeguards to protect the vulnerable. Um, but I think one of the important things to remember is that we don't start from an ideal state in which these poor, um, vulnerable, um, scared, older people are entirely protected and treated wonderfully. So I think we have to, rather than comparing some ideal state in yeah. which everybody is, uh, has the care they need at the end of life and some horrible slippery slope of uh, legalised euthanasia, I think we have to start from where we really are, which is that we have people who are very, very frightened about over-treatment. We have somebody like Tony Nicholson articulating mm. in an incredibly clear way why he found the position he was in utterly and unacceptable. And dying, having been denied, as it were, by law, the right to die, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the people who, say, point to abortion, they say, there were these terrible cases, awful cases, shocking cases, indefensible cases, then comes this incredibly narrow law, excusable in very singular circumstances, and now we're told, almost as it were, a blank check for the termination of pregnancies. So that Parliament makes an intervention, and then over time, through the pressure of events, it becomes something very different than what was formulated. Could that happen, not talking about abortion now, could that happen with permitting assisted death? It's obviously a risk, isn't it, that you draft one law from one set of circumstances and over time it's used um, in quite another. I think that's to do with drafting. Um, and I, th I think if you look at the drafting of the abortion legislation, the grounds for abortion are exceptionally wide. Um, so one of the grounds for abortion, you could argue, is satisfied in every single pregnancy. Also, in a way, the so is going with the grain. If you are yeah, going yeah. to try to draft a piece of legislation that has lots of protections, you need to do it very carefully. Yeah. Um, do you think life is sacred? I think life is very special and very important. I think sacred has, is a word that's overlaid with all sorts of uh, meaning to do with religious faith. Um, I think in some ways I think it is, but I think that it, in, in a sense that's a faith-based Arguments. And has no role in, for example, decisions about ending the lives of recently born babies that have severe brain damage? Well, I think it obviously is incredibly important that the preservation of life is probably one of the most basic human instincts. It's one of the most basic tenets of our law. Uh, and I think we do strive to preserve life at almost at all costs. But there are times, and that's the case with very severely um, disabled newborn babies who don't have any possible quality of life, who will maybe never uh, leave the neonatal intensive care unit 
when possibly life is not in their best interest. So important but not sacred. Yeah. If you had one law that you could change in the United Kingdom, which one would it be? I think it might be the Suicide Act. I think it's a very, very peculiar piece of legislation which is now really very outdated. Um, for compassionate reasons in 1961, suicide was decriminalised and that was clearly right and proper. But um, it has this curious um, feature that helping somebody to do something which is legal is a criminal offence. And I think we could do a better job of that. I think the separation of assisted suicides, which should be prosecuted, and they certainly exist, and assisted suicides, which shouldn't, we could probably do that on the face of a piece of legislation rather than leaving it to the discretion of prosecutors. Emily Jackson, thank you so much for submitting yourself to the Gear to Grilling. Pleasure.